Welcome to episode number 29. I am your host Sebastian Engstrom and today Felix Reda joins me. He is the best CrossFit athlete in all of Germany. We go into his story, how he came from gymnastics, then rowing, what went into that training, how he trained to become the athlete that he is today, how he was mentored by two of the most prominent figures in CrossFit in Germany, his journey there, as well as his diet, his sleep, how he goes about just being an optimized human being while he's also studying medicine. It's a very unique conversation. We even go into eating disorders. So not always the shiny, bright topics, and this is why we do the podcast. So please enjoy the talk with Felix. If you haven't done so, check out the strength programs that we have, gymnastics, calisthenics focused primarily. We also have one where we have mixed modalities. So it is with calisthenics, strength, and Olympic weightlifting. You can check this out at modernathlete.com. So modern spelled with an E at the end. And these are not your regular training programs. These are video instructions, detailed instructions of how you do the movements. I do them myself. I haven't been able to find this online, hence why I created this. I will be there coaching you throughout the entire process. You can find a seven-day trial at modernathlete.com. And if you haven't done so so far, if this show is bringing you value, please scroll down five seconds. That's how long it takes. Hit five stars on Apple. If you're listening on another platform, hit subscribe, hit like. If you can be so kind, please leave a review. This helps us spread the message to more people which is why we're doing this podcast to be of service to the community and this helps the show stay alive so thank you for doing the good deed of the day enjoy the show felix reda welcome to the podcast amazing to have you here yeah thanks a lot sebastian <laughs> yeah it's uh when you say that it always rings a bell and i didn't tell you this i'm half german Uh, so meine Großmutter kommt aus uh, Deutschland und so meine Mutter auch. So that is me speaking German to Felix. Uh, but <laughs> we're not going to do this podcast in German. But Felix is he's the highest ranked CrossFitter in Germany. He has multiple recent titles and we'll see if uh, there will be a few more here. There's one competition in Nordschöping here in Sweden that we'll probably meet and I will see him compete and go for the title. How would you, but there's more to you, Felix, like who, who, uh, how would you describe yourself? Yeah. So, uh, I'm Felix Reda, um, 25 years old right now, um, studying medicine in Germany and yeah, just doing CrossFit, um, for fun and for, for competition probably because yeah. it's, uh, Yeah, you meet so many amazing people and it's a, it's a fun sport. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I got into it so and now it, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> is, is it kind of, I mean, there's some okay money. I mean, if you win the competitions, is that kind of like how you, uh, as you're studying, that's a nice little income too, as you win these competitions? It is, but uh, I, yeah, you, you got a, a, bit, a bit of money, I think. Uh, yeah, probably the big competitions, you can earn a lot, but... Uh, Yeah, that's another level of athletes to be to be honest sure um so it's a nice income um yeah for studying so i i work as a coach as well in our home box here in in, in germany so mm -hmm. um i earned some money over there and i didn't know that when i started but a good friend of mine who helped me with my weightlifting um he has been a 
on the national squad in weightlifting. And there's a, a league in Germany. It's, it's the national league in weightlifting. And it's, it's quite big here where I live. Um, so we got a few um, clubs who mm -hmm. compete against each other. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's, it's like in the, the German football league or soccer league. Oh yeah. So th there's a weightlifting league as well. Really? And it's, yeah, it's quite oh. easy to earn some money over there. So I think I made more money doing weightlifting than I did doing CrossFit. So, no way. And I'm not a good weightlifter for CrossFitters, so, um, but they are looking for people because weightlifting is like decreasing in members. So they are looking for some decent numbers and uh, yeah, so wow. I'm starting right now. I'm starting for um, the athletic club Weinheim. It's over here. So uh -huh. yeah. So when, when uh, are you usually in the top ranking people like at these weightlifting competitions? It changes, depends on the, on the competition. So um, on these competitions you are allowed or every club is allowed to invite to um, lifters from abroad so mm -hmm. they they buy often bulgarians because they are cheap to pay hmm. can you say so yeah yeah, yeah sure <laughs> and yeah. they make a lot of points so okay. um, if there are any uh foreigners mm -hmm. there's no chance to to earn a title and um yeah the, the good times of weightlifting in germany are over i think so mm. um the level of of lifts decreases so um yeah as the time goes on i get better and most of the people get worse <laughs> yeah so um I, I never be on the top because i'm yeah my like my personal records are 120 kilos i don't know what's in what is it what it is in pounds um and 150 in the clean and jerk mm -hmm. so it's like decent numbers but for a weightlifter these are small numbers and i'm weighing like 88 kilos Mm -hmm. so yeah it's really yeah. it's uh it's measured relative to your body weight so yeah yeah so for the american uh counterparts or canadian who are listening or british so 120 kilos is roughly 275 280 somewhere around there pounds and then you said for your clean and jerk is how much 150 150 okay uh so like, that would be 330 35 yeah yeah probably yeah. around there yeah yeah 50 yeah yeah so it's i mean it's those are damn good numbers still for your your weight i mean that's it's a crazy part i talked to um or actually it's it's the it's well known across the board that in um in crossfit the weightlifting level just of athletes is is phenomenal and yeah. uh it's it's crazy because there are so many people even competing at a national level or even olympic level like it's insane like uh there will but there is not the diff but the interesting part coach summer brought this up a, a very renowned gymnastics coach that you don't have the same level of gymnastics skills like there's not a single crossfitter who would be able to compete at anything gymnastics which is interesting right yeah um it's not only the gymnastics part it's the endurance part as well because uh right what i experienced this year especially this year um with the quarterfinals and semifinals in the crossed open pathway mm -hmm. um you are compared to people all over the world for the first stage mm -hmm. and then it get narrowed to for the quarter and semifinals to europe mm -hmm. so every score i submit is compared to every other athlete in in the world or to 
every other athlete in Europe. And um, there was a test which was a in the quarterfinals, which was a four rep max front squat. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically just strength four rep max front squat. There's nothing to do wrong. Um, and yeah, it has been by far my worst event. So if I did okay in my usual fitness tests, I would have became like 100th in Europe. Yeah. But doing, I PR'd my four rep max front squat in the test and came like 450, I, I think. Wow. So there are quite a lot really strong people who are not that fit though. So, hmm. um, yeah, strength is, the strength numbers have gone up like, Four years ago, if you snatched 100 kilo, you could be top five in a competition. And right now, 100 kilo is like nothing for elite competitors. It's nuts. Yes. Yeah, it's it's yeah. freaking crazy. I, I still remember, I mean, even early days CrossFit, yeah, people could barely, <laughs> barely get the bar over their head and it looked awful. And now... I mean, it's it's nuts. It's it's so crazy. But you have, do you have a um, a gymnastics background? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, you could you could say so. Um, There's so. something called Madness Brothers. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You did some good research. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, so it's a it's a long story. I I try to sum it up a little bit. So my sis, I got a little sister. So she, she's one year younger than I am. Um, so we're mm-hmm. really close together and we got a gymnastics club for, for, um, for girls only in our hometown. Mm-hmm. So she's been into gymnastics and, um, before the winter holidays, they got a, they got a day or a training where they can bring people and they do fun stuff like trampoline and, um, air tracking, etc. Mm-hmm. And I was always interested in gymnastics. I had yeah. fun doing things like that. And she's been my younger sister. So as a big brother or as a competitive big brother, mm-hmm. you want to do what your little sister can. So yeah. I always tried to do things she did. Um, so I've been there and the coaches told my parents, oh, yeah, just, yeah, he should get into gymnastics somehow. Um, so, yeah, I think from the age of 12, to 13, I started doing um, gymnastics in the town next to our town in Plön. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did it like three years. It's been nothing crazy high, but um, I think this has been my start to my athletic career. Um, mm-hmm. It's been tough training. It's been, I think, three times, two times or three times a week, so not that much. And uh, for gymnastics, it's mm-hmm. it's nothing. Sure. But um, yeah, it, it, I think I built a pretty solid base. So gymnastics is all about core and like flexion and extension and the right timing. Um, and we had a, a rough trainer. He's been like um, a, a diver for the for the um, army. Mm-hmm. So he's a good, good uh, commander. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a strict strict rulemen. So it shaped me, I think, or yeah. formed me. Like yeah, this were the the stone for my. Um, discipline i think yeah but it's been nothing special so i didn't compete in nationals or something something like that so i'm like really tall for a gymnast but uh mm. yeah a so, local comps i competed okay what were you focusing on in gymnastics um so yeah because we had no chance to compete in the big things we did like there's a a yarn kampf it's like um how's it called 
you do six disciplines uh-huh. but the, there are you um in gymnastics you compete in floor is it called floor mm, i'm not sure yeah probably yeah yeah i think on the floor and on the parallel bars yep then you compete in swimming on 100 meters swim for time and diving mm-hmm. like backflips front flips from that's part of I, gymnastics yeah it's it's it, it's a mixture of um of competition so okay yeah this it so it's like a real slim uh, niche of sports yeah it's it's called Jahnkampf in germany i don't know okay. it's yeah. from um and we do some of athletics track and field athletics we did the 100 meter dash and um how is it called you got the 7.5 kilo stone that you have to throw shot put yeah 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 so these were the six disciplines we competed in um and for the local competitions we did like everything like floor rings parallel bars um I don't know jumping. It's not called jumping. Bold. I think it's called bold uh-huh. in ge- gymnastics. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I've I won the rings competition once in my uh, on the local comps, but it's been nothing special. So I've been young. I've been way too big for gymnastics, but yeah, it's been a nice uh, foundation laid out. Yeah, it, it's another one in the books for I always. Well, I teach the gymnastics and I teach Olympic weightlifting at the CrossFit gyms and I always tell them, hey, the best <clears throat> CrossFitters are not people who do endurance or CrossFit wads or crazy Metcons all the time. The best ones are gymnasts or Olympic weightlifters. So you better get the damn things right and do it properly yeah. and you'll become a better CrossFitter. And you're another one that's just, yeah, I mean, that's your foundation. You know how to yeah. move properly. I mean, that's even to say it's like with gymnasts going to become weightlifters, they usually make great weightlifters because they have such a great body awareness and they know how to move just incredibly well. Um, So I guess when, how did that turn into you discovering CrossFit? Oh, this has been another story. So I left gymnastics uh, like when I was 16, about 16, because uh, our school competed in school competitions and we had a rowing team. So I'm from the north of Germany. I'm from Kiel. And we got a lot of lakes and uh, the ocean next to our home. So uh, rowing is quite popular. And uh, in Germany, there's a, yeah, a school competition, which, which is called um, Jugend trainiert for, für Olympia, mm-hmm. Youth Training for Olympia. And they try to support um, yeah, sc- school sports to get competitive. And they needed someone for their rowing eight. Um, so yeah, my my um, teacher in PE just asked me if I could participate. And I said, yeah, why not? Um, I like the idea. So I've been to the finals in uh, Jugend trainiert for Olympia two times with the with the um, school squad. So this has been great. And I switched from from competitive gymnastics to competi- competitive rowing. And this was like the first time where I trained seven days a week for at least two hours a day. Mm-hmm. Rowing is a little different to, to cross it because you got less strength, but it's a lot of endurance. So you spend mm-hmm. a lot of yeah hours spending on... Uh, rowing ergs or on the rower itself so um this is where i changed to rowing 
And then I finished school in 2015. Um, before before going too far, <clears throat> with you rowing, what does what do workouts look like? It depends on the season. So yeah, just yeah, there I just um, experienced periodic training. Is it? Uh -huh. I don't know if it's called okay. like yeah, this. Yeah, please probably. get into it. Yeah. Um, so the our or oh, my. Um, highlight of the career has always been the German nationals, which were placed in June. Yeah. At the end of June in, in Germany. So we've had lots of biking and running right afterwards. So we had a free time of six weeks. And then in the, in the end of summer at the beginning of October, uh, we started with swimming, with biking and running and just long, low intensity things as well as we started to do some some weightlifting so this is where i got introduced into weightlifting um mm. yeah so it's like it's an endurance endurance based sport but it's like a full body sport and um there are always like um requirements by the verband by the organization and they said if you got a higher um, maximal strength you will have better endurance and strength yeah. Does it make sense? Sure. Probably. Yeah. yeah. So um, they required or they asked us to do Olympic weightlifting. So in winter season, we got do a lot of different long endurance stuff and uh, maximal strength st stuff like weightlifting. Um, and coming to summertime, it's been less strength training, less biking, less running, less swimming, but even more time on the water. So like a usual day in the summer is like, or in the in the um, in the spring is 90 minutes of rowing in the in in the morning. So intervals based? Uh, not too much. Uh, we usually did the intervals on the on the rowing machines indoors because ah. rowing on rowing machines is really boring. Sure. Um, so most of the times we do the intervals on the rowing machines and like long sessions long steady sessions on the row outside oh. however when it comes to preparation for competitions the only distance that is raised in in rowing is 2000 meters uh -huh. so for for selection there's like six six thousand as well but the olympic distance is 2000 meters so um yeah starting the competition season we added like 500 meter intervals one minute rest for eight times or uh, yeah, yeah something like that and increasing yeah. increasing distances lowering sets and something like that so we just get used to these 2000 meters so you have i'm just <clears throat> right there a phenomenal base you're really good at gymnastics you've gotten introduced to into <clears throat> olympic weightlifting <clears throat> excuse me and you have the rowing so any any event right now that includes any of those you pretty much you crush them is, is that safe to say uh, it's been a good basic um, yeah. the only issue with that is that in rowing there are two um weight categories not yeah not a few uh, just a few people know that because rowing is famous for its heavy boys and big boys yeah and as i am 180 i belong to the small rowers oh yeah oh. um and in rowing it's all about mass moving the boat Mm -hmm. and length because you got a longer stroke with being longer mm. so they had to introduce weight classes and there are two weight classes like a heavy weight and a lightweight 
and with my body height, height I had to go with a lightweight. So oh, yeah. my maximum wow. weight I had to get was seventy-two point five kilo, hmm. so, which is pretty light for a one eighty guy. So you had to cut down for that every time you would yeah. compete. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's it's like in boxing or I think in powerlifting it's the same. So I had to make weight two hours before my starting time. Okay. From from two hours to one hour before my starting time. We got a one hour period. Yeah. And it's like every sports where you're like flirting with the line. I arrived there with like seventy four kilos, one and a half kilos above weight. Uh-huh. We put clothes on and, and ran down the, the regatta um Oh man. Yeah, so this okay. is I had no clue. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> so there are weight categories in rowing, and uh, it's been a hard time, but you have to be really disciplined to get this. Sure, yeah, but okay. yeah, with 72.5 kilos, I didn't have a lot of strength, and I was um, told to not do too much strength training in the off season because <laughs> I weighed like 78 kilos in the off season. Uh-huh. and had to cut it down for summer so i have been yeah i've been a good guy in endurance events but uh, i've been really weak so when i started crossfit i snatched 60 kilos really like it's yeah 135 pounds and actually when i did my first training session in a crossfit box i pr my power clean with 85 kilos which is like 185 pounds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, not a, a good strength numbers, that. unfortunately. That's I mean, talk about a lot of progression though. That's 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 amazing. So from there, what happened after after rowing? Yeah, so um I've had I rowed in the in what's it called? Doubles in doubles. So uh I I um I joined a friend of mine, so we we um did a double for, for the season. And we both had our um, exams, final exams for school this year. So we just competed at German nationals. And then he went abroad to Africa for his, I don't know how's it called. We, we do like civil or just like um, working for organizations after school. If you don't know what to do, you can do something like that and uh, gain some experience. And he did that. So I decided, so, I'm going to study medicine. I don't know how much time I got to train. I just lost my my partner for for the double and you really have to be you live together if you want to be really good in rowing in a double, you spend all your time together and it's not worth it if you just if you form a double, you just have to spend time together and just looking for another partner to to double. Yeah, I didn't thought about that and it's been stressful to losing weight all the time and um, spending all the hours on the water so I thought about okay I might quit rowing now it's we haven't been too successful but we talked a lot about this um, during that time because we got some members in our rowing clubs who has been like massive athletes 65 years old and they were always still chasing their dreams of becoming world champion and yeah, nowadays as masters, they achieve yeah. becoming world champion, but it's not the same becoming a master world champion than becoming a world champion in the in the open category. Sure. If if you know what I mean. So yeah. we thought about okay, we, we could 
yeah, we could still try becoming better rowers, but you know, we could just lose ourselves doing so. So we thought about, okay, we might go for it or we might just stop it and leave it here. And yeah, we both decided to just leave rowing over there. So Mm. I thought about rowing for fun, but yeah, I'm not someone who does something for fun. (laughs) It's not fun anymore if you did it like really well. And then you have, you trim down the volume and then everything feels just slower. Sure. So Yeah, so we both left rowing, uh, but oh, he co- he still coaches a, a bit of rowing, but he's not been as competitive as I have been. So, yeah, I thought about something else, and I just watched videos. Yeah, I think I watched videos about CrossFit in the internet, and I thought, okay, that's great. I, I did some gymnastics. I did in rowing for endurance, and I know a little about weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, when I moved from Kiel to Heidelberg, which is in southern Germany, I decided to switch sports. And um, I wrote the box owner of CrossFit Schmelztiegel here in Heidelberg. If I could come and um, join a class and try try CrossFit, and I wrote the mail like, hey, I'm, I'm Felix. Uh, I would like to try CrossFit. And I got a really solid background. Um, I would really like to maybe try some competitions in the future. And maybe even coach in the box. And yeah, afterwards, he told me like two years after I've been there, he receives a lot mails like this that someone thinks he's good in CrossFit and uh-huh. wants to try it. And he was like, oh, "Okay, just another one. Uh, he might come, but uh, let's see." And yeah, then I started CrossFit and uh, I uh, did quite good results. Uh, yeah, just from the beginning. And I was a young kid, so I was the youngest in the box. I just became 19 years old. Mm. Germany, it's it's different than in. I don't know how it's how it's in America, but I just experienced in Scandinavia. Uh-huh. Your costs for a membership in in a box is really a lot lower. It's really cheaper than it's in Germany. In Germany, you have to pay like for unlimited training. You have to pay around one hundred forty euros, <laughs> which is a tenth of the amount of the Swedish krona. Swedish is like one thousand four hundred krona. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unlimited training and i just heard of uh your prices it's like 700 kronas that's unheard of that's you can barely find that i mean if you're in stockholm at least like usually it's it's above 100 euros or 100 dollars whatever you want to say like it's it's up there but okay yeah yeah that's that's super cheap i've never heard of a price that cheap so that's like for for anyone who doesn't know that's like 70 60 euros um and uh in dollars that's like 80 bucks it's it's no i haven't heard of that like when i used to like silicon valley just for for um for perspective i paid i mean even 250 dollars like it's it was a lot uh and that's okay. too much i think it's too much but yeah go ahead yeah so i just i don't know someone told me so in denmark it's it's cheaper really so in denmark oh, okay. especially for students they got a good, good discount for students so huh. in germany no student can pay like 140 euros sure, right. a month to do sports. Yeah. So I was lucky lucky to meet the box owner of Crescent uh, Schmelzigil and I got a good discount. So yeah, I started working out and um, studying or moving. So I moved from being home and uh, my mother and father took care of me to living on my own, mm-hmm. doing all my washing, 
cleaning the house, uh, taking care of how to get Wi-Fi and yeah, from living really carelessly, I had to care about myself and about all my surroundings. I have to I had to meet new friends. So it was a stressful first time. But um, I was lucky to meet a lot of people in the CrossFit box and they uh, took care of me as well. Mm. So I just started working out like three to four times a week and I met good people. I met good friends. And um, there's been a um, one of the coaches, I told you about him. Um, he's been into weightlifting. He's been in the national squad in weightlifting. Um, and he, he coached the weightlifting classes. We had special classes for weightlifting because, as you said, weightlifting is a big part of CrossFit and um, having a nice technique in weightlifting helps so much because it's all about efficiency. And if you move well, it, it's usually easier than if you sure. move crappy. Um, so he, he joined the training team. Um, he chased his dreams of um, participating in the under 23 year old European Championships. So he's been quite good in, in weightlifting. And yeah, he just took care of my weightlifting. So he introduced me into really solid weightlifting. I joined his training sessions in the weightlifting club as well. So I got into these uh, German league of weightlifting as well. And uh, we're still friends. He unfortunately left the left the box, but he right now he has changed to CrossFit as well because weightlifting he had to make the the jump from under 23 year to the open category yep. and this is a big jump um yeah so he decided to pull out as well as he's uh, full-time working which is hmm. hard to combine um so but we still train together a lot and we live together a lot so this has been great sure. for my for my career so yeah and you and and so time goes by and you just start getting better very quickly i assume and you start competing is that what happens yeah so um <clears throat> yeah it's a good point um so i started across doing like three to four classes a week i just have to get used to my my life my life here in, in heidelberg and and yeah i told myself oh you should not compete anymore you got a lot to do for studying studying is way more time consuming than, than going to school. Sure. However, you are way more flexible with studying. So I was, yeah, I, I quickly got into CrossFit way more than I anticipated in the beginning. So yeah. I visited the box like five, six, seven days a week then. And we've had two other good competitors um, competing in CrossFit. Um, so um, CrossFit in Germany has been quite small at this time in Germany, um, but they've been both been uh, really good CrossFitters. It's been Adam Paul Taylor. He he's not that known, and Maurice Lambrecht. He might be a little more famous, especially in German scene. And he's been a gymnastics um, a gymnast as well, so mm -hmm. he's good in things like that. And they did competitive CrossFit, and I was always looking up to them. I I remember that. Maurice snatched 110 kilos like in the first week I've been there and I just look at these weights and thought, how mm. can you snatch that? I, I just could barely lift it off the floor. So, yeah, um, yeah. so I joined their training group and uh, we trained like one year together probably. Mm -hmm. And then there were a few competitions they participated in. I don't know. These are, there are a few competitions they don't even exist anymore. There has been, are you tough enough? It's been a competition in, in the Swiss 
mm-hmm. um, by strongman who does a bit of CrossFit. So it's been a strongman biased CrossFit competition mm-hmm. and it was by invitation. So both of them were invited, but Adam just injured himself before. And so his place got um, free. How's it called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it his spot up. has to be filled. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ramon, the um, the event organizer, just just asked Adam, "Hey, do you know someone who might take your place?" Mm. And Adam told me, "Yeah, we got a young boy in our in our um, box who might uh, do so." Mm-hmm. So this has been my first competition. I mm. competed in Are You Tough Enough? I think in winter 2016, so mm. one year after doing CrossFit. Yeah, I did really bad in the really worse really bad in the lifting events so we had a max out clean we had a max out snatch and we had yeah. a strong man circuit like this circus dumbbell i don't know uh-huh. you sure. probably yeah. know that yeah. circus dumbbell shoulder overhead these lock clean to overhead and uh-huh. things like that so i was like 80 kilos everyone else was 90 to 100 kilo yeah um but in the evening of the first day, they always do a hill run, like mm. a trail hill run. So it's been Switzerland. It's been a, yeah, like it's been an original cross competition, like really rural. It's been like nine o'clock in the evening. We were transported with a small vehicle up to a starting point. It's been dark outside we had minus two degrees <sighs> we just had to bring our headlamps and a oh. backpack and we got a sandbag put in our backpack like it's been 20 kilo sandbag uh-huh. so a few people had to tape their backpack so that it holds the weight huh. they didn't tell us to bring a good backpack so yeah we've been <laughs> there and we started like every 10 seconds one of us starts uh-huh. um and the starting number was um how's it called uh you were separated by your placement right then mm-hmm. so as i was placed second to last i had to start i think um, in the first heat yeah and was the second or third starter but with with the starting list after placements or due to the placements the weak guys who did not perform really well in the strength events, they started together. So I had a good um, Swiss boy just starting right in front of me. And we both aimed for how maybe we could do really well in this event. Yeah. So we just ran together all the way. And uh, on top of the hill, they just did a um, fire. How is it called? A lager fire? Um, Bonfire bonfire yeah so we've been afterwards we just ran up the hill died (laughs) a few (laughs) times going up there but it's been a great um great achievement and we came up there just uh relaxed by the by the bonfire and waited for everyone else to arrive and um late in the evening we found out that he came first closely followed by me coming in second um so we made a lot of points in this event <laughs> and um, it's been a tradition. There's been Janis Arts from Cross Mallorca. I don't know if you know him. He's been an old uh, CrossFitter as well. So he's uh-huh. he's been into CrossFit a little longer, but he's been a, um, a good biker 
or he's yeah. endurance-based athlete as well. And traditionally, he has won this event. So every year when Are You Tough Enough happened, they had the trail run. It's not always the same, sure. but similar. And usually he won it and he came in third this year. <sighs> so uh, it's been a good com- accomplishment. Nice. And yeah. this has been the start of my competitions. Yeah. Yeah. This has been the start of my, my uh, competing spirit, competition right. spirit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And this, the second day we've had more like crossfit specific events. And um, I even made it to the final cut. So I worked up from 30th to, I think, 15th before the mm-hmm. final event. Yeah. And they had a cut to the, we thought about the top 10. So I was like, okay, I'm just, my body is done for the day. I'm over. I made it into the top 15. I'm fine with that. I won't make the, the final cut. I thought so. And then they announced that the top 20 are going to compete in the final event. And it uh-huh. was like the final event was a two part event um, consisting of, you had to do, I think, cleans with 100 kilo, like nine cleans, rope climbs, or 12 cleans, three rope climbs, nine clean and jerks with 100 kilo, two rope climbs, and six snatches was with 100 kilos and one hey, rope climb. You said six what? snatches with 100 kilos? Yeah. So, okay. yeah. There's These some... days, well, this was an event, like, I think two guys finished it. So 100 oh, wow. kilos over there was quite a big number but sure. yeah it was known for strength bias yeah um but my goal for this day was just to clean 100 kilo for 12 and nine times and yeah. i was really happy doing so sure and it was a two-part workout and the second part was starting with it in the variation of king kong like muscle ups deadlifts mm-hmm. and handsome push-ups yeah and they started deadlifting with 180 kilo. My PR was 140 or 160. Oh. And I've been on the floor just sitting on my bubble and cheering every other athlete on because yeah. I didn't lift 180 once. Oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, but okay. it's been all right for me because I didn't even think of getting that far. Yeah. yeah. So I had a good time. Just I've met so many great athletes over there. It's been an international field of athletes. I don't know. Do you know Kevin? Kevin Winkens from Germany. No. He's been to regionals mm-hmm. a few times, so mm-hmm. he's I've been there as well. Yeah. And Philip Young Fisker from mm-hmm. Denmark. He's been there as well. He's a strong dude. He's big. So I met a few cool people. It's been my first competition, and yeah, this just lit my fire. I think so. Mm. And then the the competitions to follow. I mean. Fast forward now many years, like when, when did you, when did you start winning competitions? Oh, it took some time probably. Um, so afterwards I just joined Maurice Lambrecht for some, um, team competitions to get mm-hmm. introduced to the scene. And we've been to the Swiss Alpine battle, Berlin throwdown quite a few times and winning a competition of, I think I just, I never won a competition until this year oh yeah not true i've been to the norwegian throwdown when it was um when they started introduced it in 2019 i think yeah i've been there i barely came second i've been first until the last until the final event and then lost first place to come in second in the final event which was a pity in the same year i competed in the german throwdown 
and I lost second place in the final event. It came in third at the mm -hmm. final, mm -hmm. but there was Adrian Montweiler. He came in first, so first place was secured by Adrian Montweiler, and mm -hmm. I battled it out with with Moritz Fiebig from Germany. Mm -hmm. um, he came finally second. I came third, and yeah, and, and then Corona came, and we didn't know how everyone was training. I didn't train too good in the first. We got a shutdown, a big, pretty big shutdown in Germany. So you can go to the CrossFit box, the gym? Uh, I couldn't. So um, we got the first shutdown in, in, in the spring in 2020, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And I was not allowed to. So nobody was allowed to train in the gym, um, mm -hmm. even though even the trainers were not allowed, the coaches were not allowed to train. So um, Joseph, the weightlifter, he bought a few equipments. We were able to, to rent equipment from our um, weightlifting club. So we had a, a lifting bar. We had some plates. We got, he bought a Concept 2 um, bike erg. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot, of a lot of time training outside or in the, in the um, garages. Yeah. And then we got some Freeman it, um, towards summer. I was able to train in the box again. And then we got another lockdown um, towards winter time. Mm. And in this lockdown, the trainer were able, or the coaches were able to train the box. We had, we were allowed to train um, in doubles. Mm. So we got a, another young coach. Um, so I've spent a lot of time training with him and preparing for the open 2021. So yeah. this year's mm -hmm. open. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been a great time for me because there was nothing else to do. Studying was all online. So there has been, yeah, I got a lot of time to, to train yeah. and, um, everything else was, was shut down. So what to do then spending our time in the box and, uh, train hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been worth it. I, I finished the open and first in Germany. Then on to quarterfinals, I came in 48th place in Europe. The top mm -hmm. 60 qualified for the semifinals. And then I competed in semifinals and came 16th or 15th in Europe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Or oh, mm -hmm. in the German throwdown, which has been my semifinal. Yep. Yeah, so it's been a, a really good year for me. And um, I spent a lot of training. Uh, I share my training. Or, or, other, the other way around, Joshua Wichtrup, another good German, or probably the most famous German athlete. He's been to the games. Um, he shared his training plan with me. So um, we trained the same for the past year. Mm -hmm. And I moved to him for the quarter and semifinals. So we competed in person against each other, which is, I think, way better than doing the work alone at home. Yeah. Um, and we joined forces for the Battle of the Beach it's been a, a, a competition in, in northern Germany. We won that. And then I was asked by the by um, Lazar. He has been the organizer of the functional fitness in Germany. Mm -hmm. So um, they started to grow quite a lot during Corona. Um, I think in Sweden, it's, it's quite big in Norway as well. So mm -hmm. they are rising. It's been like Cross is a company and they do things great, but um nowadays they try to get these functional fitness aspect um making it like a national sport that mm. you can introduce um like these anti-drug systems mm -hmm. 
to better um, controls systems and uh, yes like like making it the the final goal is to making functional fitness an Olympic sport hmm. so okay. far in the future yeah and uh, he asked me hey you should compete in the functional fitness as well and um, yeah so we had a like regionals and functional fitness for German German only and finally the national championships and uh, yeah I won that mm, just nice. in the September yep. end of September yep. and qualified for the um, for the world championships they will be held in Norrköping yep. at the end of November in, in Sweden so I'm yep. looking forward to that yeah nice so the um, when you said I've, I've seen that too they're very strict on usage of steroids and other substances that are not allowed do you see that as prevalent in crossfit today like have you come across it yourself uh i haven't so i yeah i never met or i was never asked i've never met someone so in my uh knowledge mm -hmm. at least mm -hmm. yeah. but i think it's a big issue in crossfit because as you told before there's right now there's a good price purse in crossfit competitions you can earn some money and it's a growing sport sure. and it's a sport where it's easily achievable or you can easily enhance your performance with doping. Mm -hmm. Sure. So you got probably a, a few people who know, who know a lot about doping and they could easily get better with doping. So sure. it's a pity because yeah, it's cheating. It's not only cheating, to your competitors but it's cheating against yourself mm. uh, it's not fair and you you might hurt your body so it's not worth it i think it's not worth it but uh it's the same in in cycling so sure yeah nobody will win the tour de france without doping <laughs> right it's an interesting topic uh when it comes to functional fitness and these competitions do you see them as do you see there any is there any difference in your opinion to cross it um they always state there is a difference. They want to make a difference to CrossFit, but uh, at the end, they are pretty similar. There's, there's a few differences. Um, they say that there will you you will know every exercise, so there are no um, randomly picked distances. Also, for example, you will never have a. Ah, it's not true. So I thought there will never be like a hill run, like in the yeah. Swiss, uh, in Swiss Alpine battle, you go from there to there, have to pull yeah. things like that. But they had a run in the world championships the past years in, in Malmö, I think. So that's hmm. not true, but they introduced the workouts five to six weeks before competition. So mm -hmm. you can try them already. That's a difference. And they got specific categories like, they got a mixed modal category. It's like a usual crossword workout where you have different movements paired together, like a typical crossword workout. Then you got the power category, which is a small workout for testing your power output. Yeah. For example, at German Nationals, we had um, to do 30 thrusters with 50 kilos, followed by a 500 meter row on damper 10. That's it. Just all out. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It hurts. Yes. But it's yeah, it's a power output test. Then we got in the category endurance. So we've had running 
followed by double unders. And then in the remaining time, row for distance, we yeah. had five intervals with three minutes and one minute, one minute rest afterwards. That's been our test at German Nationals. Then you got a gymnastics test, which is only gymnastics or mainly gymnastics. So we had um, pull-ups, rope climbs, bar muscle-ups, strict hands and push-ups, parallel hands and push-ups. So I think CrossFit is more like you mix things up a little yeah. more yeah. and the, the functional fitness is you separate them a little more. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah, you, but to be good in functional fitness, you have to be good in CrossFit and vice versa. Right. So right. I think the same people will do good in both. What it strikes me as when I hear this is, is one is more injury prone than the other. And that is probably CrossFit being more injury prone because you mix such different movements that your body's not necessarily always prepared for what's to come unless you're an elite athlete. So if you do more of the, let's say categorical, like what you're saying with power or endurance, all right, you, your body knows what it's stepping into. It's not just an abrupt, sudden change. Um, yeah, at least that's that's what comes to me. Do you have a do you have a preference yourself? Is is there one that you prefer? I'm not sure about your point because uh, yeah, you got a few weeks to prepare for the events. However, yeah. I think why most of the CrossFitters injure themselves because they move not that efficiently, not that mm. clean. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they have a bad. Or they when they get fatigued, they will get into bad forms in Olympic weightlifting and this is not good for your body. So, but the same happens during the functional fitness tests. So, mm -hmm. and especially, which is another big injury point is gymnastics and CrossFit, I think. So mm -hmm. the, the high capacity of butterfly pull-ups right. and bar muscle-ups. So your body is not used to just, yeah, you rely on your tendons yep, to hold your exactly. body because right. you want to use the kip. You want to let, yep. use less of your muscles because right. they will fatigue. And if you got a gymnastics test, which only consists of gymnastics movements, it might be really fatiguing for especially those parts. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's less, less um, risky to do functional mm -hmm. fitness. Mm -hmm. Not sure about that. So this might be something to sure. discuss. Yeah, but it, it's it's just my opinion. You're right. CrossFit is uh, it's dangerous as well, but it just depends on your your capacities and how smart you're going to approach a workout. I think. Sure. Yeah, it's also the programming. This, yeah, I think this. Yeah, and the programming. It depends yeah. on the programming. It really depends. And um, I think quite a lot of competitions they just improved their programming the past years. Yep. Just. So like French Throwdown, they, yeah, they got a really way better programming. Mm -hmm. They test the different paths as, as well. So mm -hmm. I think there's the difference is not too big. Yeah. So, sorry, what was your your um, question before you asked? No, me you, you you answered it. Yeah, it was it was it was what what is more injury prone? But your opinion on that? But but um, going into, I'm curious now. You, as you've been working out so significantly, especially this last year of COVID, how do you feel yourself? Like, what do you eat? So this has been a big issue of mine. Um, so there's a little background as well. So when I was a kid, I have never been someone who, who, who got fat. Mm -hmm. I'm always the skinny guy in rowing. I've been 
I've had to cut down weight. And there was a time during my puberty where I struggled with eating. So I've been like really, really thin. Um, mm. So that my parents had to look for me. Um, I've never been to to a clinic for something like that, but I had an um, eating issue, mm. which I solved myself somehow. But um, yeah, I always struggled with eating. Um, do you mind so, sharing? Hmm? When, when you say eating issue, do you mind sharing? What, what a... Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's like I erased it from my from my mind a little bit on my own. I don't know if, if you can say so, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I don't. I, I just don't know when time. Uh, so how old? I think I was like probably sixteen years old, fifteen years old, and I just got into how to eat healthy, just um in um inform myself about ingredients and um yeah doing so i cut down weight how's it called i'm i didn't recognize it mm -hmm. so i started weighing probably so this was the time before rowing and i weighed like probably end of 60 kilo and then i lost weight to 52 kilos hmm. wow. but Look in the mirror, I always thought, okay, I'm still, I'm like not really thin. Mm -hmm. So I got a, a bad self, self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And everyone around me was like, oh, you have to eat more. And I thought, okay, I just eat, I just eat healthy right now. I, I was, I didn't mean to lose weight, mm -hmm. but yeah, I got a, I don't know, <laughs> sure. a bad yeah. self-awareness. I thought I had to eat really clean and um and someday um like my parents were really frustrated and they didn't know what to do and it's been a bad time so because mm -hmm. i was a i thought i would do everything right i thought i would just eat healthy but I, it wasn't healthy at that point it was way too less yeah i did sports too, too much sports too much activity ate less food so yeah, yeah. And for I, those those who function on pounds, that's roughly 135 to and going down to 120 pounds, and that's for someone who's roughly six feet, five eleven yeah, tall. Yeah. So that's that's yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we've been to the it. to the doctor, mm -hmm. and he told me, "Hey, if this will continue, we have to take care of you. We have to get you in a in a hospital in a clinic." What were for, you doing for, for working out? Yeah. Yeah, so I did just did gymnastics and oh, did a, okay. did running. I I I, uh, I ran a lot. So, and then um, you you were just eating like healthy, but not enough, just very yeah. little. Yeah, uh, and it's not um, like our usual breakfast at home was like white bread and honey and Nutella. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't eaten really healthy to, at home, and so uh, I switched honey and Nutella to. So I usually ate like four slices of bread with honey and Nutella mm -hmm. and I cut it down to two slice slices, one with um, cheese and chicken mm -hmm. and only half a bread with honey and for, for the, um, for noon, we usually ate what, what uh, mom has cooked. So mm -hmm. like usual stuff like noodles, bolognese. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, 
um how's it called uh beef is it called beef mm-hmm. the meat yep it's like it's like really fatty beef so i told my mom oh you should buy low fat beef mm-hmm. and things like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in the evening i usually we ate um dark bread with chicken and cheese and yeah i cut down i took less butter underneath mm-hmm. my bread and things yep. like that so okay. just i thought it was healthy but it just was to to less food mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah yeah what i can wait yeah how so. how how did you come back from that you said it was more of a self-realization that you needed to shift it how what happened yeah so um i got the oh my parents are really um how's it called they were afraid of me hmm. for me afraid for me i don't know they really were besorgt sein yeah they were um, worried they were worried yeah yeah, yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah. they were really worried i've been to the doctor he told me i have to gain weight now otherwise this won't end good for me and um i don't know then we've always been to denmark for vacation mm-hmm. so we live next to denmark I, i was born in in kiel we lived in kiel and i grew up in kiel so we usually spend one or two weeks a year in denmark and we did so over eastern this mm-hmm. year and i remember spending vacation in denmark and we got all these chocolate for eastern mm-hmm. and um i didn't eat anything sweet sweet in this time so mm-hmm. i neglected every every sweets yep. everything unhealthy and yeah i don't know how how it started but uh i tried one of these lind lindor eggs i don't know if they are popular in sweden as well but they are really um, lint are we talking about the the chocolate lint yeah, yeah lint yeah. chocolate sure, lint yeah. lindor these big red delicious pieces of chocolate maybe anyway yeah go ahead yeah so lint chocolate so yeah. we've had lint chocolate and m&ms yeah i don't know sure yeah so yeah. and i tasted them again and um because yeah everyone told me hey you have to eat you have to eat yeah and then what it was like vice versa the for the next two years afterwards i was i couldn't control myself eating so uh-huh. when i started eating something unhealthy which i did then i was like i ate as much as i could until i was like oh i couldn't barely move because sure. my stomach hurt so much yeah and then i gained like probably 15 kilos uh-huh, uh-huh. really fast yeah um yeah so i started eating again i started rowing um yeah and it's been like i increased my sports volume but i increased my eating volume as well sure, yeah. and i started eating unhealthy again so my parents uh took care of me that i eat healthy stuff as well but uh. i didn't care anymore Um, and I had quite long, so I've had issues quite a long time with, um, stop to eat. So Mm -hmm. I couldn't stop eating sweet things. When I started eating chocolate, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I just might get another one and Mm -hmm. another one. And then I thought, okay, chocolate is really unhealthy. I might eat a nut or two to get something healthy in me. Mm -hmm. It's been like this for like one or two years where I just ate until I was feeling really bad mm-hmm. um but it has helped me and i 
yeah, I gained like 75 kilos with rowing and, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a dark time for me, I think, because I've been in really good shape before. And then I just, yeah, dieted everything down. So I had to start at zero again, mm -hmm. but, uh, it's been a time where I learned a lot about nutrition as well. So I still know all the ingredients of the most, of most important, um, foods so yeah so i got a little background in, in in eating since then but yeah right now it's still the same i'm still eating not clean mm. i'm just thinking of eating enough because i'm not someone who's gaining a lot of fat or mass sure. so if i forget to eat i quickly lose weight yep, yep. and i just have to eat to fuel myself i train a lot so I don't really care about what I eat. I just care about that I eat enough. Yeah. What is it? That it has worked. Do you remember? So yesterday, what did you eat? What did I eat yesterday? Uh, so for the past seven days, I've been sick, which has been, so it's a little bit different. Okay. Maybe during a regular training day. Okay. During regular. So I usually start with breakfast in the morning. And most of the times I have um, cereals like chocolate cereals okay. with whole milk yep. because it's it's easy and it's fast uh -huh. i'm a student so i don't have to uh pay a lot of money for cereals i just pay them when they are offered or buy them when they are an offer so like on um, sale when they're on sale yes yeah, yeah, yeah true sorry um yeah so usually chocolate cereals with milk that's my breakfast. Um, if I don't have cereals, I usually eat bread with Nutella and honey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah. back to the roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do really like this. And on, on weekends, I usually buy bread. So mm -hmm. it's good. Um, then if I'm able to, I train in the, in the morning time mm -hmm. for the first session. Um, I might eat a banana mm -hmm. or an apple or something like that afterwards. Let me ask then, how many the, slices of bread do you eat when you do eat it? <laughs> so usually, how's it called? You got a bread, it's a big one, and how is these called? Slices. This? Now, oh. uh, it's a slice if you, <clears throat> um, like small breads. How, how are they called in English? Like the brötchen? brötchen. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> how's it called in English? Small baguettes, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, so. Buns? So I, yeah, bread, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in slices of bread, I usually eat six slices of bread, something okay. like that. Sure. Like it's usually the same. It's like I eat a slice with marmalade only, a slice of peanut butter and marmalade. Then we got some syrup, two mm -hmm. slices with mm -hmm. syrup, then mm -hmm. two slices with honey and mm -hmm. one slice with Nutella. Okay. So yeah. that's typical breakfast if I got bread. Sure. Which is not healthy though. It's yeah. But it, it does the trick. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I got to do a lot of sports, so... I'm fine with uh, way too many um, carbohydrates, but mm -hmm. it's okay. Sure. And you said banana yeah. or apple yeah. or and fruit. Yeah. I'm always thinking of, I just have to get healthy things in. So um, I think of it like if I eat, if I fulfill my um, healthy ingredients, I can eat everything on top. It's okay if it's a little unhealthy. Sure. So I just make sure that I eat everything I need and healthy things. So I take care that I eat like fruits and vegetables every day. I only drink water 
mm-hmm. or milk. So I don't drink barely any juices or soft drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so mainly I drink water. And yeah, for noon, we eat usual things like when I've been studying, I just went to the canteen, mm-hmm. ate what uh, so, and was just eating what they offered this day. Mm-hmm. And Do in the you evening, eat like a lot of portions. Then, or is it is it just uh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We've had <laughs> so we got. It's been. Um, I got some good friends um, studying with me, and we got these um, to get into the canteen. Yeah, we got these. Um, turning turning how's it called uh, obstacles you get in you pay mm-hmm. and then it rotates uh-huh. so yeah, yeah. then you get your food but you sure. paid in the beginning yeah, and yeah. you have to pay to get in sure but we figured out we could get in like if you are really close together uh-huh. two guys could pass with one paying so <laughs> <laughs> student tricks yes yeah yeah okay so yeah we cheated a lot <laughs> But we got our our meals really cheap, and so we sometimes get two portions oh, for the price of oh, one. Oh, okay. So you can only get one portion per time that you pay. That sucks. Yeah, and yeah. we were, all right. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, yeah. That's rough. So that's I would hate been, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been good times. So yeah. yeah. And in the evening, we usually uh, my girlfriend and I we cook again, like noodles with yeah easy ingredients or like sa- salads uh-huh. we've been into salads the past past few months so we do like just a the cucumber paprika um how's it called corn usual corn avocado just mix it together and um we just have bread um yeah as extra i have i i mean usually people eat that as a side but especially you as a crossfit athlete i i'm just baffled like it sounds like you don't eat that much like how how do you like how do you sustain such like yeah i don't know so i i'm always struggling with uh with um holding my weight so this might be a problem Uh so yeah and i think i'm i still eat a lot of sweets so in the evening we usually eat a, a chocolate yeah bar yeah 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 bar okay like 100 grams of chocolate and um when i gained weight in the past i used to eat another portion of um cereals in the evening before Mm. going to bed i see okay i sometimes i take a shake as well but i don't like cleaning things so i'm always really yeah so i don't want to make a shake because i have to clean the shaker and can't forget it in my backpack Yeah, huh. so that's it probably most of the times. Yeah. I should get better in this because this might decrease my performance. Yeah, somehow. I, I think that's probably one aspect that would really <clears throat> get your numbers to climb significantly. I recently yeah. had, um, I have the same type of body type composition that you do. And even down to the to the eating habits, I'll, I'll go into that briefly until I go into the next part. Um, I think it's more and more so common. Like I thought I would... For me, it's like I was insecure growing up and everyone, every girls like to like abs. So I wanted to get the best possible abs because I wanted the girls to like me. Right. So that's and I got really into the whole food scene 
like, oh, what's healthy, what's not healthy. So it was low fat at that point. I didn't realize, okay, well, sugar didn't matter. So I still had, like, I tried to cut down on, on the fat, like cut the fat off of meat and so forth. But I would eat my, my father's pies or whatever, stuff like that. So yeah. it, it's it's not, I mean, it's not, it was, it's, it was a skewed perception of what healthy was, but it started implanting that that view. I was not eating enough then too. I didn't drop weight like you did, but it kind of implanted that um a, a not the most healthy view on what food is and then that turned into i can never be big enough sometimes it's called bigorexia like i can never be muscular enough and i would always and then it became like i needed to eat as much as possible to gain weight because i had a very hard time i still have a hard time gaining weight and um at at this point <clears throat> now it's it's much better but it's 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 still like one of these interesting <sighs> yeah it's it can i can take it too far or i can like it's always on yeah. a scale and I, I so i really can relate to what you're talking about and i think a lot of professional athletes i mean what i've come across to and speaking to them it's it's rather common um there's another athlete who's just on uh lucas Groloff, who is a danish crossfitter oh you, had, you've met him oh you yeah, talked to him yeah he was just on the podcast yeah oh right right before me yeah, so uh, was a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, we we just uh, texting a lot, Lucas and I, because uh, yeah, we've seen each other on the leaderboard. He's a young guy as well. He's yeah. he's uh, thin as well. He's not one exactly. of the biggest, but he's like the expert in gymnast ticks, yes. So exactly. Yeah, we text quite a lot. So he's a he's a good guy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he's the same. I mean, you might know, but he his his biggest thing. For him to get stronger so he's, he's working on getting stronger like yourself too it's just all right i need to set my calorie count to very high four thousand five hundred calories and i need to look at it as a job like this is my yeah. job to eat and this is when i eat and this is how much i eat and uh i mean the same as you like he doesn't like to cook he likes things to be easy and he's a student yeah. so but uh yeah i mean that's that's one of the most major things like I, I can speak to myself and i mean yeah you know it already right i mean if you eat more you'll perform better so uh yeah anyway <laughs> it's time consuming though and it it's is. stressful sometimes so shakes baby always, shakes yeah Smoothies. shakes yeah shakes is the best thing to do i think uh i i had some times where i drank a lot of shakes with the instant oats inside so these sure. were great yeah you got a lot of uh calories in a small amount volume yeah. so yeah. yeah those are yeah by far the easiest like hiding in different type of nut butters like you're saying peanut butter but even yeah. like uh i mean there's so many different hazelnut butter there is uh, almond butter um but putting that in banana berries whatever if you do dairy you seem to be doing like high fat high fat yogurt oats uh if you do well on, on gluten i mean and you seem to be fine with it so yeah but yeah dude that's that's i mean i used to live off of that that's what i used to do like before going to bed or like a morning but yeah get over freaking cleaning that shaker blender you're good <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's yeah it's simply yeah. like that and everything else stresses me out there were a few people who tried to convince me following their nutrition programming and i tried it several times but yeah. like after tracking, so usually they are based on tracking um, macro nutrients. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. yep. but I was always stressed out. Like, oh, I have to. So if I got a plan, I want to fulfill it, mm -hmm. and if I don't hit it, it stresses me out somehow. Sure. So yeah. I yeah, just I tried it. it for one week, and I thought, okay, this 
is way more stressful than training. Sure. So I don't think it's worth it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just have to get on my calories. So I don't care how, at least if I get some healthy things to eat every day, I'm fine with that. And sure. otherwise I just have to eat. So yeah. What, um, when it comes to sleep, how do you, how do you go about that? Yeah, I think I'm really bad in eating. I'm really bad in, um, supplementation. So mm -hmm. I don't take a lot of supplements. Sure. I try to get my regular dose of creatine in, but mm -hmm. I don't get that as, as well. So, mm -hmm. um, I just try to, but I think sleep is the one thing I really take care of that I get enough sleep. So I try to sleep at least eight hours preferably nine hours a day mm -hmm. so which yeah. is hard if you have to work so but as i'm a student and right now i'm about to be done studying so i got enough time to sleep sure. which yeah. is yeah i think sleep is still the most underrated but most important thing for recovery sure yeah moving into mental performance or is there anything that you do on that end to either calm down like let's speak to meditation maybe breath work maybe you like to go for walks like do, do you have any type of practice to uh for your mental strength so mindset? i have never had issues with the mental side so mm -hmm. the only thing that I changed of the past, especially the past year when I started working more closely with Joshua Wichtrup. Mm -hmm. So I recognized that he's way better in saying that he's going to make it. So when, yeah. when I went to a competition, I thought, okay, I trained good, but the other guys probably trained even better. I uh -huh. don't know if, if I could win this and yeah, I did well. But yeah, so the year where I came in second in the Norwegian and third in the German throne was, was the year where I realized, okay, I belong there. I can win this. Yeah. And even without having the perfect preparation, I can do really well. Sure. And then I spent a lot of time, especially during quarterfinals and semifinals with Joshua. And when we did the quarterfinals, it was like you have to get in the top 60 to get into semifinals, which is the biggest step for us so top five to make it to the games and the semifinals you have to be a lucky guy for us to get in there because the top five they are quite on another level right right sure. now yeah um but we wanted to make it to the semifinals and i remembered the first day we had three work or we did three workouts and i bait him in all three workouts i think and usually as so it's like he beats me in the first one. I beat him in the second one. He beats me in the third. It's like we change places every time usually. And But on this day, I beat him in every workout. And however, in the evening, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if this was enough. So the, the, the leaderboard refreshes at I think it was like between 9 and 10 in the evening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't have a clue where we stand. And Yoshi was like, Felix, calm down. We will make it. Mm -hmm. So he was like, he was really believing that we will make it to semifinals. And he was just, he got beaten by me for the whole day and he still believed in making it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, he was right in the end. But this is something 
it seems to always be a little arrogant mm-hmm. or egoistic, but mm-hmm. it's like as a competitor, you have to believe that you are the best for sure to yeah. be the best. So absolutely, you have to get there and say, okay, these guys, they look much bigger than me. They might be physically better, but I will beat them in these competitions and for these sure. workouts. So yeah. Yeah. I think this has been a big takeaway for me from this season that I will not go on a competition and will get influenced by the appearance of athletes because sure. yeah, there are quite a few really big athletes out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. I was yeah. like, though, <laughs> if they stand next to me, how shall I beat them? Yeah. 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 And at the end, I often beat them. There we go. So yeah, you should never influ- get influenced by the appearance and you should never trust social media as well. So <laughs> yes. if yes. you scroll through social media, especially if so when i was sick for the past seven days it's been brutal to -hmm. just look at social media so we got a competition in one and a half weeks and uh, i'm in the worst shape of my life probably right now but it's so bad looking at social media when you are sick because there's no sense in training right now i could get even hurt or injured my i need my heart for the next 80 years probably so i should not train right now and yeah, so you can't change it. Yep. So you should not make your head around it. Just, okay, I can't do it right now. They just post their highlights. There are a few guys who are injured as well. They might even be sick in the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't change it. So sure. stay on your lane. Yes. Don't care about the others and do the best you can. So, yeah. 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 It's the um, comparison. It's the theft of all joy. There's a quote that goes like that. Um, I mean, it's so freaking true. Like when you start looking at other people, like it's it's just about focusing on your lane. What can you do? What is your performance? Arnold Schwarzenegger would have this thing where he would. I mean, that that is a way to get into other people's minds. If you start posting your highlight reels yeah. right before a competition, like because you know people are on social media. Like he would he would shit talk other people before. Yeah these competitions because he know they would be mentally weaker and that would be i mean that's a hit for him get an upper edge like that so uh i don't know if you want to get into that but <laughs> you might yeah, be but <laughs> yeah it's interesting we do the same so yeah. if if someone asks me on day two how i feel i will never say i feel like crap yeah sure i will i always say i'm feeling like i haven't done anything yeah it's just nice. yeah you should never show any weakness yeah. to anyone who's competing against you so there are friends I, I tell the truth so sure. i i'm i'm friends with a lot of competitors in germany so like moritz Fiebig, yeah. he and i he he's a good guy we talk a lot and we talk the truth to each other but i still take care of what i say sure yeah yeah so I, i'm thinking about what i'm saying and yeah sure it's like the mental part is way more important in sports than you think think especially in crossfit i think um i still believe that there are a few guys or a lot of guys who are if we just compare physical states that they are best better than i am so mm-hmm. if we look at our strength numbers they will be better if we look at our rowing capacity running capacity they might be faster mm-hmm. but at the end it's about how willing how are you willing to hurt and I think what's what really does the what really does make the difference is how do you pace correctly. So 
there are quite a lot of people who are physically really, really fit, yep. but they don't know where to slow it down to recover during a workout and where to make up time. So we got, so if I look at the workout um, in my head, I I'm going through the workout and looking at, okay, this is the exercise where I'm good at, where I could recover. This is exercise where I will be probably a little worse than the rest. So I have to make ground over there. And I look at the, the exercise, which makes the biggest part of the workout. So this is, I think this is the, um, the art of programming mm-hmm. that you program workouts where it's not only one exercise that dedicates the, the finish of the workout. For example, the power output test at the German nationals for functional fitness, the 30 thrusters with 50 mm-hmm. kilo into 500 meter row. If we, if you look at this workout, this is not the perfect example, but it's a good example. If you lose any time in the 30 thrusters, so 30 thrusters with 50 kilo for the most guys is not too bad, but they might think, a few might think, okay, I could split the thrusters into 18 and 12, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you lose like, if you drop the bar once, you lose like five seconds in the thruster part of the workout. And on a 500 meter row, you will never make up five seconds. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I row one, one minute 30 on the 500 as a split time, n- nobody will row one, uh, 125. Yeah. Neither will someone move, uh, row 135. So mm-hmm. if you lose any time on the thrusters potion, you will ma- won't make up on the rower. So, yeah. So it's all about the thrusters in this workout. And it's, sure. it's quite the same in most of the workouts. So there's, usually there's one specific part of the workout that dictates the outcome. Sure, yeah. And I think this is the, the most important part. You have to know how you can push to finish this part of the workout first or the quickest. And yeah, you have to know your body. Yeah. When it comes to structuring your own training now, you said that you've done similar programming to Joshua. Is but What does that look like for you? What does a week of training look like for you? Do you have certain days that are just focused on weightlifting or is it a mix of everything? Yeah. So in the past, I did my own programming. or At the beginning, I followed the box programming, which has mm-hmm. been nice, and uh, the coaches really took care of me. Then I was uh, introduced by by Josef to weightlifting and he wrote me some weightlifting plans. So I did on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I did a weightlifting only session, like Mm -hmm. a typical weightlifting session, pulls, clean jerks, snatches, back squats, something like that. And uh, then at the end last year, yeah, just one year ago, I joined Joshua on his programming and um, it's, we got, yeah, it's like pretty typical plan of, um, for example, Monday we do squats, Tuesday we do more like deadlifts, um, then we add endurance on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, and it's it's a good mixture. We got a lot of progressions in there. So mm-hmm. um, usually when I did my so uh, when I programmed on my own. I barely did any progressions. I just uh, looked for which 
part of the body did I train yesterday? What do I want to train today? So I don't train the same parts every day, but I change it up. Yep. And right now, um, the the program by Joshua is way more structured. So mm. we got a progression from week to week. We working with percentages nice. and we got uh, like um, intervals um, with specific um, background. Like we got, um, you have to bike at 80% and do five power cleans, two minute rest. And mm -hmm. you choose your power cleans that you can go unbroken. And the big difference I recognized is that um, when I did programming on my own, mm. I usually did like, I want to go all out or I will make it hurt. But with joining Joshua, we do a lot more stuff of do things controlled. Mm -hmm. Just don't go all out every time. Just, mm. uh, yeah, take your time or choose Oh, so if I programmed an EMOM on my own, I always thinking of how many reps can I do that I will make the EMOM in total, but that it will be really exhausting for me. And right now, for example, we sometimes do EMOMs where it's like you do, for example, five burpee box jump over in one minute, which yep. is like really easy. But we it next to the programming, it says you have to focus on really fast and controlled burpee box jump over for example that you get to learn the movement when you're tired for example sure so these are things it's a lot of more practice than training if you can yeah. say so yeah so, yeah. yeah practicing things is is a big part of the programming and it pays off because it's not always about your physical ability but it's about how effectively and yeah economically you move during one exercise mm. in crossfit moving into gymnastics as you know a thing or two about that what would you say are common mistakes that people do and how would they be able to fix them so gymnastics is uh, i think it always seems to be really complicated but gymnastics usually is built from hollow to arch so right, right. this like this is the foundation of every move in gymnastics mm -hmm. if you watch olympic um, gymnasts doing their things it's like always they get their tension out of the hollow or arch positioning right. and it's like it's not out of the arms and so if you don't look at the rings the rings are different because this is mainly strength mm -hmm. but every other element is usually out of the midline mm -hmm. so i think gym yeah Gymnast, uh, how's it called? So the gymnastic parts are mainly built or performed from the midline if you do it correctly. And I think CrossFitters usually lose their attention by um, flexing their knees, for example, on the butterflies. They they losing their attention their midline by bringing their heels up at the back. Right. So right. they don't get the direction of forces yep. into their upper body because they just slam their foot down to the ground, which makes a force into the ground instead of going up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes. it's, it's hard to explain a little bit, yeah. but they, if you, anyone who's listening to this, if you really want to understand what we're talking about, Google, uh, I would say gymnastics, CrossFit kipping, 
and you'll see uh, what a correct way of doing it would look like. And you, you probably know. I mean, if, if you throw your, if you have bent legs while you're doing any type of kipping, you're off. That's what we're talking about in simple yeah. terms. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's way more, um, it costs, it costs energy to yes. bend your necks as well. So it, it makes your, um, your pull up worse. And it even costs more energy to make it worse. You sure. know what I mean? Yes. So yeah. it's twice the energy you're wasting yeah. for nothing. Sure. Yeah. When it comes to, um, this is changing direction slightly. What are your goals now? I mean, you're, you're a student too. And you're studying medicine. What are your goals going forward now? Like both CrossFit and life. Yeah. So, um, Originally, I thought about this being my last season um, because I just finished my studies mm -hmm. and we have to add one year of internships at the end of our studying. Sure. So in the middle of November, I'm going to start working full time, which makes everything a little more complicated. Um, I will figure it out anyhow. So, um, However, Corona strikes and this season has been, it's been a good season for me but it's been a little bit of pity. So I, yeah, I just got to semifinals, but we're not able to compete live. We had to do everything online. So I thought about if I can hang on, I will try to stay on that level, hopefully increase a little bit in my performance over the next year. I have to look how I can get my training because I got a girlfriend. She's working as a dentist she's just started working as a dentist as well so we would both arrive in the evening and if i will always leave for training this is not good for sure. any relationship right, right. <laughs> um so yeah i have to figure out uh how i will do my training but yeah i, I thought about this in the beginning of the studies as well so mm -hmm. it will work out somehow what, um, is it to get to the games or do you have like a, a bigger goal overall I don't think so. Uh, so originally everyone w wants to go to the games, but um, to be honest, I'm not sure if I would ever make it. Mm -hmm. So you have to dedicate a lot. And besides dedicating a lot, so there are a lot of people dedicating a lot, but only a small percentage of these will make it to sure. the games. Right. Right. And it's a long way getting there. Nobody knows if you will get there it's a way you would probably hurt your body as well. So it's like, it's not a sport that is healthy for your body doing it for mm -hmm. competition reasons, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. probably. So I didn't hurt myself. I was never injured. So I'm, I'm a lucky guy because I um, care if I move well, sure. which is a big part. And the, the games athletes, they move well as well. So otherwise they were not where they are. Yeah. Um, however, it's a full-time job nowadays. The level increases every year and right. um, I'm happy with with uh, where I am right now. I, I just recognize, okay, you, I will never earn any money with CrossFit or mm -hmm. not the money to live with. Sure. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will never earn enough money. And I think this is another big part of of my success. I've, I'm a semifinals athlete right now. So which is a accomplishment by itself, I think. Um, and I thought a lot of, yeah, resting my studies mm -hmm. and going 
full-time training. Yeah. But I think this is another stressor because right now I can say, I will train as hard as I can. I will compete as good as I can. But if I won't achieve the goals I, I, w- uh, I would like to, I got my really my my real job yep, as right. well. So right. if I fail in CrossFit, I will be a doctor. So yep. which is an accomplishment as well. So yep. if if you do it like most of the games athletes or there are quite a few. I think I'm not sure if Lucas wants to go all in in CrossFit as well. I'm not sure about that. Yes, yes, he said that. Yes. Yeah, and it's like you dedicate your life, your identity is then fully linked to CrossFit or to competing. And it's a risky move because you might quickly lose fun doing this. So I I train a lot because I enjoy training and and I enjoy competing, but I'm not sure if I would enjoy things like that. If this is the only thing I had to do. Sure. Yeah. It's cool for half a year. And yeah, I'm thinking about, I will, we got a final state exam at the end of my internships and then I'm officially a doctor. So I'm thinking about finishing that and then taking one year off for fully training. Hmm. So okay. afterwards I will start working full time and this will not work out with a good athletic career, but I am thinking about taking one year off or half a year off, maybe starting to work as a coach somewhere to hmm pay my daily life sure. and get really into training for one year and afterwards how wherever i will end up let's just say i i, I even i tried it yeah i gave my very best and now it's time to let it go sure. i had a good time and so i think this is my plan for for the next um two years yeah so one year of internships and trying to train as good as i can and then one year of going all in, looking where I've ended up. Yeah. So to wrap this podcast episode up, a few rapid fire questions. What is your favorite meal? Uh, noodle bolognese. Yeah. Easy, easy to do, delicious, and not too unhealthy. Okay. If okay, let's let's put it like this. If you would have a last meal, like all right. Okay, ah, okay. Your last meal, what would it be? A pizza, probably. I like yeah. pizza. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And this we're talking like a, a flat one, like a traditional German, like it's a it's not your thick American style, it's your flat ah, German I, style. I think I prefer I prefer American style pizzas. Oh yeah. Okay. I like the the dough. Is it yep. called dough? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh favorite music to train to? I don't care. I listen to charge charts. Sorry. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. The exercise that you were at the best at. None of them really like all together. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not a specialist in one exercise. I really like handstand walking. I'm good at handstand walking. Okay. Um, but I'm probably not the best in it, but I'm, I don't have big holes in my game. So yeah. What is what is the worst one then? Pure strength stuff like sure. back squats. Yeah. What compared uh, to elite athletes. So yeah. Yeah, sure. And um what would a perfect day look like to you? Well, that's a tough question. Um 
they're probably waking up waking up by the sun not by any anything else and then and this this i should paraphrase i should say it in a different way where and it could be anywhere in the world <clears throat> you imagine the perfect day so yeah i've been on vacation to norway so i really like norway or i like the nature and i like the mountains and the sea so this is a perfect country for me to be in so probably waking up uh somewhere at the ocean in norway <clears throat> having a good breakfast with my girlfriend, leaving for training like one or two hours and then going out for a hike. Mm. Yeah, so this is great. So, yeah. Okay. When it comes to <clears throat> 10 years from now, what would Felix tell you who's 10 years older? What advice would he give you? I don't know that. <laughs> I will see in 10 years. Um, probably not taking everything too seriously. Hmm. So mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's like we start to thinking of CrossFit. It's a, we live in our own world. Mm -hmm. So like my girlfriend, she's not into CrossFit and I'm really glad she is not because otherwise our whole day would, we would be talking about CrossFit. Right. And I think we, we're just thinking of the CrossFit Games, the ultimate goal. This is where, yeah, it fulfills our dreams. But at the end, CrossFit is still a little sport. So I just had the conversation with, with um, a friend of mine yesterday. We had a little photo shoot for, for a company. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that as well. And uh, I just said, okay, it's cool. So we do the sport. We, we do the sport for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, um, we don't do it for anyone else. We just do it for our own ego. Mm -hmm. We want to be good at things like that. We don't have to prove anything to everyone. Your parents will always be proud of you, no matter what you do. Mm -hmm. And at the end of, yeah, at the end of your career, for sure, Matt Fraser and Rich Froning, they will be known for many the case and for many people but if i think for example of the olympics 2012 in london i could name you who won the i don't know the cycling contest sure. or the weightlifting contest right it's like people in your sport they will know they might know your name in mm -hmm. 10 years if you right. did great yep. but nobody else will Right. Especially in CrossFit, I can run through Heidelberg. I'm the best CrossFit in Heidelberg by far, and nobody knows. Well, in it's, Germany it's too, right? Yeah. So, no. So, yeah, we think. So, if you're in a sport, or especially in competition sports, you always think of okay, this is the most important thing. Right. But if you look from outside, it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, as hard as it sounds, but it's like you do it on your for yourself. Yeah. You want to prove yourself that you will belong to the the best in this sport. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You just have to think about it sometimes that it's not. Yeah, I stress out myself, and I think, oh shit, if I don't do well, there will be people looking at you and say, oh, what did he do? He has been good. He, what has happened but 
yeah, these are three people thinking about you. Most of the people don't even know me. So yeah, you, it's like you live in a small world and sometimes you have to think about the bigger picture. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure. I don't know if, if, yeah, if I explain it right. Oh but. yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm getting back into reading Egoist Enemy by Ryan Holiday. I mean, it's, it's exactly that is as long as you have the drive and you have enthusiasm and you have a passion, it doesn't even have to be passion, but you love what you do. If you're into it, then check your ego, like check why do you do it how do you do it who do you do it for but also be okay with it. all right if it all goes to shit if it all crumbles and crashes i still know who i am i still know what matters to me and uh, it's a humble approach is and it seems like you uh you've embraced that and i think that's a wonderful i try uh, to at least yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time but yeah yeah at least you have awareness around it so i think yeah, that's you one, should yeah that's a wonderful way of uh, i think of wrapping all this up and Felix, danke, uh, danke, dass du hier mit mir bist und uh, yeah, thank you for being here and doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, I've had a good time. I hope uh, the listeners will have too. And I could just share a few things about me and uh, about the sport as well. And that you shouldn't take everything too seriously because yeah, I think you live once and uh, you should make the best of your life yeah yeah just be thankful for everything you you get to experience for sure felix is one hungry athlete a very kind thoughtful and genuine human being i'm very grateful that we got to chat and hopefully you took a thing or two out of this show as well i really appreciate his vulnerability and opening up about his eating disorder and the past that he had with that especially being such a uh, prominent figure in CrossFit, especially in Germany. If you find that this show brought you value, I kindly ask you as a service, as a favor, if you're on Apple, scroll down, hit five stars. It takes you five seconds. And this means that we can spread the message to more people. If you're on another platform, hit subscribe, like, leave a review, this means the world as this keeps the podcast afloat and alive and helping more people, which is why we are here to be of service to the community. Thank you for doing so. And if you haven't done so, so far, please check out the calisthenics, gymnastics programs, training programs that we have. Also, there's a mixed modalities one at modernathlete.com. So modern spelled with an E at the end modernathlete.com and i'll be there coaching you throughout the way there's a seven day free trial all video instructions very easy to uh, follow through not always the most simple to complete but the thing is you'll get stronger stronger you'll get more skilled you will develop muscle mass and you'll get shredded too it's a fun program with a lot of results i do it i couldn't find it hence why i created it enjoy the process and the results.